What's up, guys? This is Sholomadi Duena, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 333. I'm your host, Josiah Sapp, for the villain on Twitter. And this one just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm missing something. So let's try that one more time. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah and Adam. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 333, end of the year, best of 2023 special. I'm your host, Josias, at For the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. And this week I'm joined with my friend, my boy, and co host. Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? This fucking guy. <laughs> what's up, dude? What's up, Adam? How you doing, dude? I'm doing all right, man. Just hanging out, bro. How you been? Sweet, man. I'm I'm good, man. How are you doing today? Doing all right. It's uh, almost Christmas, so uh, I, I, a lot of lines, a lot of people. Oh so. my god, dude! Uh, I yeah, I just did grocery shopping and and it was terrible. Oh, I bet. And then I got the last three gift cards I needed for for the shopping, and I'm done. Uh, once I'm done recording, probably cook some dinner and then wrapping tonight, dude. So I'm gonna drop a few beats tonight. Sweet man, that's cool. Yeah, dude. Good well, stuff. great to have you back on, dude. Um, I'm gonna hit what we normally do here, uh, but it's been so long. So, uh, a lot of our new listeners do not know who you are. Uh, this is my boy Adam Garza. Please tell our new listeners uh, about yourself. I guess, Adam. Uh, well, I'm, I've known Joe Joe for uh, since junior high. Uh, so long time. Uh, we used to, I used to be on the show with him for, I think, 200 and something episodes. God, and, yeah, from uh, day we, one. We started, we started it from the very, from my room. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, I, I, I love comic books. I love reading them. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, uh, you know, all good. Right. Can you tell the listeners not exactly what you do, but I guess do for a living? That way they get a little bit of insight because I'm pretty sure we're going to hit some stories uh, um, yeah. that, <laughs> that deal with a few things that you do. So I work at a uh, at a school and uh, I, I am a PE teacher. So that that was one of the uh, one of the fun points we'd always uh, talk about on the show, uh, different types of uh, 
kids' abilities to not be able to run and do jumpy jacks and all that great stuff. So okay. my my job <laughs> all the easy calisthenic oh, stuff, right? So I walk <laughs> walk straight in line. Um, so that's God. my uh, my job, I guess, to teach them to uh, do backflips and uh, climb trees and. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It's been so long. It's elementary you teach, right? Or, or coach? I go uh, TK through eighth grade. Oh, geez. So Has I it got... always been eighth grade? Yes. Eighth grade's always been there. And the, the, I think they're the most challenging ones. They don't want to do anything. So it's fun. And then cool question, dude. Are you still – okay, you are a PE teacher, but you used to also coach sports. Yes. Yeah, so coach sports. I'm like the AD, so it's like the athletic director. So I'm in charge of uh, all the sports. You're straight all... up the athletic director, dude. Yeah. How long... I... Have you always been? No. Yeah. Huh? I have. Wow. Like, I think the first two years I wasn't. Okay. And then okay. um, uh, working there, I've been there a long time. And uh, so I'm responsible for all the coaches, all the parents crying about how their kids are not playing and the kids <laughs> crying about because they're not playing. <laughs> Kids so, getting benched. Bench, don't show up for practice, parents oh fighting with other parents. And and that was always awesome, the stories you would say, like the parents are the worst things about the tournaments or, or games, right? Yeah, you know what? They're just a little too aggressive. I think mm-hmm. the, they need to chill out. And, uh, re- hey, dude, it's, it's, dude, it's not even like – this is like fourth and fifth grade. They don't even know how to dribble. Like just relax, <laughs> bro. Like, dude – yeah, seriously, seriously. He just dude. shot like three points for the other team. It's it's you know it's it's okay, bro. It's all right, but no. it's it, it gets te- it gets crazy, bro. And you're legit because you have a whistle, right? Oh, you gotta have a whistle, and my throat will be gone. <laughs> you know, you got a no, whistle. It's a uh, it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun gig. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, love sports. I don't coach as much, but I do have to set everything up. So I kind of took a break from coaching to get other coaches to do it and kind of uh, lighten the load, I guess you would say. Okay. Uh, because uh, coaching and doing have to be responsible for everything is, is pretty tough. So do you guys play against other schools then, right? We do. We do play against other schools. Uh, is it like normal, like high school, like playoffs against this school and, and like a league, like, you know, like golden West league we were in for Santa Ana high school. Is it the same type of deal? Kind of. We, we kind of do, Central OC and then Northern OC will play against Northern and then uh, Coastal will play against Coastal, like kind of like the, by the beach. Okay. And uh, what, stuff um, like that. What's your favorite sport uh, to coach and or what is your best uh, sport that, so far that you you have a solid team? Um, <clears throat> Let's see. I guess volleyball right now. I, I like volleyball. It's, it's a little bit easier. I got more kids that come out for volleyball because you don't have to move cool. as much. They should be moving, but, but they don't <laughs> yeah. move as much. Kind of like trees, oh, um, <laughs> dude. And then like, <laughs> um, I think basketball is fun too, but it's it's a little bit intense. I love watching yeah. them play. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm always afraid that someone's gonna get uh, hurt because they're running into each other and true, they, true. They don't know how to. They don't know stop. how to like. <laughs> yeah, stop or like. You know how you run in front of someone, you 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 stand straight up Pivot. and you fall backwards. Oh yeah, oh, when you're yeah, trying to block flop. somebody, yeah, the flop, yeah. They they try to cut people off and they they get hurt and then 
Oh, the, the other coaches think it's a foul and it's not a foul. So, yeah. but it's good stuff. You know, I, I almost got in a fight with a another coach. Uh, what was it like two weeks ago? It was fun. Please was tell me. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's uh, we're we're losing. It's fine. They're up by, mm. I don't know, eight points, ten points, and then oh, not a bad game. The refs weren't doing nothing, bro. The refs. We had this old guy. He looked like Joe Biden with glasses. Oh God! I'm just, I'm just <laughs> like, bro, Sleepy Joe. Oh God! <laughs> calling nothing, right? Kind of oh, like geez, staring into the sky. Oh. And <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it because my girls were uh, traveling like crazy. Okay. Okay. He, so as long he, as he gives it, you know, to both sides. Both. But the other coach was getting pissed because he, I swear he she was screaming her head off, and this this guy was like. In you failed to mention the other coach was a female? It was. It was a female. Oh, okay. Uh, and you almost stocky, with her. Stocky fem- female. She probably would have okay. she probably would have beat the shit out of me. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. And nice. uh uh well, one of her girls came up and met one of our girls coming up for a layup and uh okay. I mean if my girl's going full speed and she and the other girl tries to meet her. She's gonna get knocked over, and she did. And she, I guess she broke her wrist. I don't know. Oh, so she's your girl, or the other girl, the other girl. Oh, geez, uh, okay. So the coach is even more mad, oh, and geez. she starts screaming and yelling. And I'm just chill out. And then it was very physical on both sides. Um, oh, geez. But if you're not calling anything, well, yeah, I'm sure that yeah, yeah, prison ball, you know, prison <laughs> basketball. <laughs> With kids, with kids. someone threw nice, a dude. threw a shanker into the middle of the court. Oh, dude. geez. Man. So, um, so what happened was, uh, there was another really kind of a kind of bad, like a really hard foul on on the other team, and mm-hmm. the, the coach ran onto the court yelling and screaming and pointing at our, our two of our girls that these two girls have been fouling all day, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. So I get on the court and go, hey, just relax. You know, go back. Oh, and God. Telling a woman to relax, you pissed yeah. her off even more. Well, she pissed <laughs> me off, bro. She Then she continued to say, in front of everybody, like the whole mm. fucking court heard it. Like, if these if these refs are not going to call anything, I want you to push and hit them harder. Oh, geez. Straight and up, I will, And then I got I got pissed. And then the next play, they, they hit our, uh, our star player. She almost, like, flew into the water fountain. And um, oh, I was, yeah, dude, it was up. Bro. I got in her face. I go, you know what? You're, you're a piece of shit. You got to fight for your team, though, dude. Oh god, dude, interesting. Some yeah. of this is on on like someone recorded it. Uh, I don't. Uh, we have a camera, but uh, I don't know, man. I just told her. I didn't tell her. I, I I I was upset, and I said for you as a coach to have your encourage your girls to push and hit is unacceptable. You guys yeah. can get your Good stuff, and you, you guys can yeah. leave. So yeah. we, I called okay. the game and uh, told Jeez, him to, to leave. You, dude. So, all right, all right. Crazy dude, dude. basketball. That is crazy, dude. You always have gnarly fucking stories that happen on all your games and all your sports, dude. It's crazy. Bro. All right, man. Um, I'm gonna hit it like I normally do, real quick. I have a long show for you before I start. Um, feel free to interrupt anytime. This first thing I'm gonna go through is what we spoke about 100 episodes ago, and I know there's that you're going to be able to talk about something in particular. But um, after I get through this portion, I just want to let you know, like I, I've been working really hard on this show Mm -hmm. Uh, for you, for the listeners. And then for Adam too, I wanted Adam. I knew we've been planning this for a long time. 
Um, and it, I, I just wanted it to be a surprise. So this first section is going to be what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Sweet. Tri- trip out on these dates. Episode 233 I entitled hashtag who's out back. This one was recorded October 9th, 2018. The comic syndicate episode 233 this week at for the villain talks. Uh, what we spoke about, blah, 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 blah. Hits bullet points, summer movie draft 2018. Big ups to the 2OC podcast, the new deep dives and rabbit holes shirt ideas, the grind putting out three shows a week can be thoughts and opinions on how to roll it better. Um, so during this time, I was not just, you know, recording the comic syndicate. I was recording the deep dives and rabbit holes and the audio chronicles. Um, how do you feel? Because you're in this world now where – and feel free to plug your show. Um, like you not just have your own podcast as well now. You have a good group of guys you're doing it with, but you're also doing like more intensive stuff on YouTube. So yeah. Please so talk about that. We I, I do have another podcast called Comics and Tortillas with uh, uh, a couple of buddies, Hector and Ben, and we've been doing that for good about dudes. a year. Good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talk about comic books and uh, movies and stuff like that, and then uh, I do YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I do a lot of the books come out on like say DC comes out on Tuesday, so I put up all the comic books Tuesday morning, like at five in the morning, putting them up on YouTube so you guys in slow motion where you can actually read read the comic mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that come out, and so that's just a great touch, dude. Like, how many do you do it almost – because I'm subscribed to you. I get at least two drops a day, it feels like. But you don't drop two a day, do you? Like, how no. do you spread it out? I drop – like, say DC drops 12 comics on Tuesday. I do all 12 on Tuesday. Wow. Okay. And then Marvel does fucking 20. That's a lot. Then I try to oh, yeah. do 20 throughout the day, like, when I get home – in the morning when I get home – and my goal is that you guys read it and then you go out to your local comic book store and buy it. So that's awesome. That's my goal for you guys. Well, that. you're killing it there, man. I love that touch you're doing. So you do the podcast and then you do that on the side. And I know how much work it is, dude. Like at this time, again, I was, you know, recording three and I'll go into those real quick, but um, we'll come back, circle back to, to you in a bit, dude. Yeah, real uh, quick. Just real quick, uh, I just hit 800 uh, subs too. So, oh I'm, yes, uh, you sent us a picture of that today, dude. Congratulations, thanks, Adam. That's bro. actually pretty big, dude. Thanks, actually, bro. that's really big, dude. So, thank you guys. How, how long, uh, if how, anybody listens, how long? How tonight. long has that page been up? I dude, I just got a fucking YouTube. What did you fucking say? Uh, hooray! It's your good. birthday. Your channel's birthday. So, oh geez, congratulations! Two times, so I then, man. I didn't know that, but I I didn't really start doing. I didn't start getting numbers until I think um, like uh, maybe summer when I actually started putting stuff up. Yes, yes. So, and again, the content is great, dude, and the visuals are awesome, and the walkthrough is is fucking great, dude. So if if you know, plug again your comics and for DS also on YouTube. Yes, and then we we do like shorts. So I do like uh, fucking Wolverine got his ass kicked by this, guy. and then it has like a little bit of a uh, under under a minute uh, explanation. So, which which are awesome, dude. Like it's worth checking out, guys. If you guys want a quick run through, um, everything that he talks about comic wise is interesting, and even you know titles you guys normally wouldn't read. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Adam Adam goes through everything. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's tough because I know you do three. You used to do three of them, and I was like, "What the fuck, dude? That's that's like 
Yeah. That's so that's too much, bro. <laughs> trust me, dude. Well, I got some news. Uh, so I go through the creativity process. This is still about two episode 230 through. The creativity process then finally rose creepy story talk for that year, comic talk, comic news, the witch for Robert Kirk- Kirkman's outcast Mega Man live action movie in the work. Uh, Mandalorian production starting soon. Daredevil, Netflix, Marvel, Dark Avengers talk. And then finally, Rock Some Comic Reviews, Marvel Comics, Shatterstar, number one. And I think, oh, Batman, The Max Arkham Dreams, number one. So that was recorded on October 9th. Trip out on this. October 12th, I put out, uh, this is The Audio Chronicles, episode 233.1, The Cromer Tapes. And this one just is an interview with... Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing and chatting with one of the main minds behind the Cornelius Cobb's Carnival of Dreams, Mr. David Cromer. And it was just cool to talk to these people. And that's the third podcast. So now a few days after that, uh, Monday, October 15th. So this is all within a week time span. I'm like literally every three days I'm putting fucking content and new content out. (laughs) And this one was episode 233.2 deep dives and rabbit holes. Hashtag serious as a dog part one. So this one was, uh, my boy RG floors and that for the villain dive into phrases that have lost their meaning, their meaning idioms and origins of typical phrases used in day-to-day life. Find out if any of yours made the list. So, that's how I was, how creative I was back then. And then taking breaks because once we stopped recording together, I, I was intimidated, dude. Like I was scared to hit the mic again. And I would like to think I've gotten better and I'm comfortable doing it now. So yeah, you're um, killing just, it, bro. just juggling you likewise though, dude, like even you like putting out again, as much content as you put out, I try to like everything you do. And, you know, I, I will save something for later. Like, oh, he read this one. Let me save this one for later. Nice. So, you know, I, I I love what you're doing, dude. So just the content you got going, it, it, it's a tough grind though, right? Yeah. It, it gets, like, uh, I, it gets, it feel, you feel it after you've done it for months and then. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and, tough doing it by yourself. I, I hear you, bro. Oh, fuck yeah, definitely. And I don't think uh, enough people understand how, taxing and time consuming and and just how hard it is to do it solo in general right oh yeah yeah i I try to do a uh i read the comic like i don't want to make it sound like poor us but it it's it's a challenge but it's 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 rewarding as well it's tough i wouldn't i i i I don't like doing like by myself yeah true that true that so uh, well, oh yeah, what was I say? I, yeah. I tried reading a, right, an actual. Not totally feel, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. All right, am I lagging? Uh, no, no. Just there's a big space there. So um, I was saying that. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried. Yeah, I, I tried. Yeah, I tried reading a comic book, and my voice is so lame that like Margot got up and left. Like she's like, Jesus Christ. Oh dude. God, dude, you're lady. Dude. Oh, <laughs> she's like, to like, Margo. She's awesome, dude. She's all like, dude, you if suck. It, dude. If it makes you feel, <laughs> God, dude, if it makes you feel better, I sound terrible too, dude. So fuck it, man. No, Continue bro. on, And then we're, we're going to have some fun, dude. Well, well, I'm ready to have some fun, dude. So these are going to be uh, just shout outs off of X, the luscious Lou who did my drop, uh, my intro. Parachuting beavers, cruise ship mortality rates, tipping, comics. It must be another episode of the comic syndicate. So that one was very cool. And then just coworkers at the second job, Adam, like I don't ever like to, 
I put, I guess, commercials promoting myself on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, but I, that's what I always called. And, you know, when I, when we were recording, I would say I'm whoring myself out because that's what we're doing. But in my day to day life, I don't walk around and tell people, friends, coworkers, like I have a podcast, listen to me. You know, mm. like it's weird. Like I don't want to sound pretentious or like I'm full of myself type of deal. Right. Um, so little by little people are, are, at the second job or, or finding out that I'm, that I do a podcast and several people have listened in and have said some things. So this is gonna, just going to be a shout out to them. Humberto Suarez, Bridget from work. Um, sorry, I don't know your last name, but Alan, uh, I love this guy, dude. We had a conversation the other day where I, you know, I said, he said something about the podcast and I'm like, dude, all I have to do is talk shit about you on my show. And he says, I've listened to several now and I haven't heard you mention my name once. So, like, oh, fuck my so, so very cool, you know, that people are listening and then finding it. So, uh, very cool. And this one in particular, another coworker, youngster, very cool, cool cat, dude, Alex Thorne. He said off of episode, off of episode 331, I don't really dance. I just don't know what else to call it. It's like cardio type shit. Also, what happened in the shower? I think I missed that story. So about two months ago, I slipped in the shower and Ooh. landed on my ribs and it, it, it sucked and I'm barely 100% now, but like two months later, um, it was bruised ribs more than anything. It wasn't like I broke anything, but just the whole, it would hurt every time I would take a deep breath. <laughs> so he's like, I, I missed that. So just to fill him in. And then he says, um, at the very, okay, okay. And the not liking your voice thing. So this is to both of us, I guess, but he doesn't know you yet. Cause at the very best, it's different. You know, he agrees with us that we sound terrible. Because you sound differently than you do to anyone else due to the extra vibrations through your body. Me personally, my sounds significantly deeper to myself than others. Yet in our head, our voices always sound different than when we play our recordings of ourselves. He says, because apparently everyone on the phone thinks I'm a woman or some shit. Uh, your voice is dope, though. So thank you, Alex. I, I don't think so, but I do appreciate it. Uh, I'll give you a great review on Spotify, but I have zero clue how the app is strange. And he continues on last part question of the week. The biggest adversary probably got to be escalating. I don't start much shit, but just unconsciously try to one up and not backing down with things. Oftentimes with more than just friendly banter, I'll get hit with some sort of thing that's going on a little too far. And I just instinctually start going for blood. This has caused a lot of stupid BS with my friends, especially with online ones. I've set up boundaries and shit to deal with it where I got to warn to uh, not to start shit because it's going to go too far. So the question of the week is something I've implemented in, in into the comic syndicate probably since I, I came back after my, my dad passed. And it was just a random thing that I would come across something reading a comic in particular and put it integrated into the beginning of the show and then circle back around at the end of the show. Sweet. So I that one, I I love how people are kind of latching on to that. So Alex, thank you for sharing, dude. I always appreciate it. Um, and to be honest with you, Alex, you and I are, are somewhat similar in, in that way, as far as your biggest adversary. Um, because I, I feel the same way too, or, or used to feel the same way where I was a fucking firecracker and I'd be that guy like pushing fucking buttons. Like you can never go too far <laughs> and I'm not like that anymore, but, um, that, and Alex is a youngster. He's like 21, 22. And, you know, to recognize that at, at a young age, it is a great thing, you know, to, for people to, to reflect on. So I also like that, Adam, the question of the week, because it is, you know, one of those things where people do think about it. And a lot of people are sharing like personal stories and, and it's, 
I love it because people are opening it up to, you know, and, and sharing as much as they do. I've, I've always loved that. Yeah, it's, that's uh, great stuff, bit. man. That's great stuff. Yeah, and, and, and you've chimed in um, on a few of them too, which I like, dude. And when yeah. I jumped on the podcast with you um, when we did, oh, I forgot what we did, one of your shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot which one, but it does make you yeah. think about stuff and like the personal stuff. That's even better because they feel comfortable uh, speaking to you sure. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I always got to ask sometimes, like when when they're too personal, I will have to reach out like to them, and it's like I'm so sorry. This is really personal. Is it okay if I share it? You know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to them. You know, I don't want them to feel, you know bad about you know just i sharing my my shit 100 percent of the time everyone's always like no please feel free to share like nice. uh, it's fucking cool dude last bits of shout outs are going i should have put off turned off my fucking phone sorry about that um last bit of shout outs the word street podcast find those with jacob medina his wife eva thanks for the shout out always jacob appreciate you that's our boy jacob from back in the day dude no yeah dude no uh the the Oh No, Not Another One, hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krentz. Please find them. They're a bi-weekly podcast. And then always plug you guys. Please find the Comics and Thor DS podcast. My boy Adam Garza hosts that with Hector Cornejo and Ben, ben Davis. Uh, they're great together. You guys sound great together, dude. So um, I'm We're- proud of you, how much better you've gotten. But um, I'll save more of that till the end of the show. Wait, All wait, right, wait. We're almost quick, done. Real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it. That's Jacob from high school. No, not Jacob. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob Medina. So we met him doing the Comic Syndicate podcast. We met him at a WonderCon, and he would meet us up at WonderCons and Los Angeles Comic Cons. Uh, okay. Uh, he was he was doing the Hesh podcast. He joined us for maybe a few podcasts before, dude. But yeah, oh, okay, oh, not, okay. not Jacob from high school, dude. I thought, I thought, <laughs> that was, um, that and was last, the witness. Go ahead, dude. And then uh, shout outs is going to be. Yeah, sorry, man, you were cutting out there, dude. I'm going to have to listen to that one. Uh, anyways, dude, um, question of the week for this week. I started it last week, um, but it's a part two of this one. What is the best compliment, compliment you've received this year? Um, Adam, uh, I told you, I asked you for two. If you have one that's serious, save it to the end of the show. If you have a funny okay. one, I know you. Please feel free, to, feel free to drop it now. Best compliment. Um, I guess. I guess and it's if a you need funny time to think, I can a... go through this one. Yeah. So the, I think the best and it's one is for later. Though. Okay. Okay. So a funny one right now would be uh, there's this there's this kid at our school. He's a, he's he's like a first grader. He's very chubby. Uh, and I was standing next to him mm-hmm. and this other kid came over a kinder and then he says, coach, is this, is, is this your son? <laughs> like, God oh, damn it, God. dude. <laughs> I'm like, no, motherfucker wears glasses too. I'm like, God damn. Fucking fat face. I love that. Oh, oh that's, that's cute, dude. That's so, cute, man. Um, I have the last bit of mine. Just uh, everyone that has shared their thoughts, ideas, like subscriptions, um, sincerely, that sh- has shared anything. Uh, when you guys all tell me such great things about the show, I love you guys, and I just want to give you guys love back. This show is f- for you guys. I hope you guys do like it. Um, but this one came in deadline, dude. Um, my One of my coworkers. So literally, Alex, the dude I was just talking about on the shout-out, 
I work with his sister. She started, she cooks in the kitchen with me and she's a sweetheart. She gave me a little gift basket for Christmas on Thursday and she wrote a note and I am so sorry, Charlie, but I'm going to read this and this one, the gifts that she put in there were cool. Just like, you know, or shot that drink and like, you know, uh, chocolate covered pretzels and, and just cool stuff like that, dude. This one was the, the topping on it. Um, and again, sorry, Charlie. You are just to Josias. You are genuinely one of the coolest dudes I have ever met. I respect and look up to you so much, man. I think it's insane how you not only work two jobs, but you also have your passion project on the side. And on top of that, still make time to be one of the most down to earth and ride or die people I know. It blows my mind how awesome you are. I want to thank you for always listening to my stupid rants and answering all of my random questions. You have such an, an a mesmerizing and under un, I'm so sorry unrelenting aura and I admire you so much for that. Thank you so much for being such a great friend to me. I love you, Joe. Merry Christmas. Uh, great compliment. And it's like I read it and I'm like, fuck, I got choked up. And I kind of get choked up, you know, right now again. But that one was not going to make the list, and I'm like, I, I kind of have to read it now. Yeah. So thank sure. you, Charlie. I, I appreciate that. Uh, last one. Before the end of the show, um, this next one is awesome. I just love this so much. And this happened on X and Twitter maybe about a month ago. I had released a podcast where it's like, what is your favorite song or songs album that makes you feel better, sad, you know, and, and people started shooting out albums and soundtracks and I loved it. So this one happened on X and, and this compliment is not to me really at all, but that's what makes it so much more beautiful. Um, so I talk to you guys a lot, the audience, the listeners. I do talk to you guys on any platform, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram. I, I do talk to everyone or try to. Um, and even though I feel terrible for not having enough time to get back to you all as much as I would like, I do work two jobs. I am busy. Um, sometimes you guys, you know, hitting me up when I've had just too much work going on or just a lot of, of life going on, dealing with, you know, on my plate, um, and you guys make my day. You guys understand how you can make my day sometimes. And this one stood out to me. So Eric Lopez 247 on X simply tweeted this to at the luscious Lou. And he said, Do, dude, I want to let you know, I really enjoy the song you made for, for the villain at Comics Naked One. I find myself randomly singing it and definitely puts a smile on the face. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, then I had to chime in on that and said, not going to lie, even when I plug in the intro before I start recording, I can't help but listen. It puts me in a good mood before hitting the show. So this is now Eric started it, tagged me in it, and he's talking to the dude that wrote the, the intro song to Andrew. Then Andrew finally gets back to us, and he said, I need to invest in some good recording equipment and make a sicker version. It makes my heart swell knowing y'all love it the way it is. And then Eric responds back and it was just a cool back and forth. Invest in yourself. You have my support. And now that was sweet enough. Just like, you know, our listeners, when they interact with each other and find each other and Eric didn't have to do that. You know, he didn't have to tag me. I, he didn't have to do that for Andrew, but to share that, you know, was very cool. Uh, so this is the last part of this story. That night I get a text from Andrew and and I, I'm sorry, Andrew, but I really do have to share this. Eric, I, I know you guys are dope, and I know you guys wouldn't mind. So Andrew texts me, dude, I have trouble understanding why some very mediocre thing I made is attached to your amazing creations. I love you, dude. 
the way, the way you appreciate listeners is the same way I appreciate just one person finding joy in something I created. I know you're the same way, but what you do is so much more important. That tweet from today made my whole day better. Thank you, dude. So he texts me that on the side and it just, it didn't break my heart, but I'm like, okay, that's fucking, it made Andrew's day, dude. And I thought that was a beautiful compliment. These two guys hit me up all the time, dude. And I love these guys, our listeners in general, I've always loved it. So last uh, shout out, I'll save for the end or the last uh, compliment of the year, man. All right. I told you it was going to be a long show, man. Very cool. I, I, I loved your intro. All uh, right. Uh, it, it's name the is, new uh, the new one is really good. I like Andrew, it a lot. It has a, Andrew Lewis. Ha- oh, Andrew, Andrew did a great job, bro. Uh, it's very, uh, very catchy. Uh, I do. Yeah. I like the, the middle part where he's all like, I was drowned in a bunch of podcasts. I like podcasts. That's pretty cool. I love it, dude. All right, man. Uh, now let's turn the page, dude. Let's get to what we used to do. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening, uh, Adam and I used to do everything. We would kill everything in one hour and we're going to hit everything we used to hit like we do. We're going to hit, uh, let's start off with some dating and sex relationships facts for 2023, dude. Uh, Here's some of the sex education your school curriculum probably skipped. Blame it on the lousy sex education, outdated cultural or religious beliefs, porn or sheer ignorance. But many adults are still woefully misinformed when it comes to sex. We asked experts, sex educators, sex therapists, and sexologists to clear up the misconceptions that many adults still believe that simply aren't true. Myth. Masturbating while you're in a relationship means you're not sexually stimulated by your partner. The truth is it doesn't matter whether you're single in a monogamous relationship or part of a throuple. Masturbation is healthy, normal, and part of being a sexual being. So, okay. interesting, I, right? I, masturbating while you're in a relationship. Now, uh, also, uh, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. Yes. I'm not going to say anything on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. On but, um. Yeah, um, so that's one thing. The next one's going to be, ooh, myth. The vagina and the vulva are the same thing. That's interesting that someone would think that at any age. Truth, uh, colloquial, colloquially, colloquially, many people use the all-encompassing term vagina to refer to the entire female genital area, but that's not accurate. Sex educator and professor Erica Hart clarified, the external genitalia is called the vulva, and what you don't see is called the vaginal canal or vagina for short. Oh, okay. That's interesting that adults don't know that, dude. Myth. Uh, the clit horse is just that, a <laughs> <laughs> myth. I'm taking the, notes. The clit... <laughs> I know, I know, right? This is why it's always interesting for us to go through these because as adults, we we talk about sex, but we don't talk about it in the broader terms as far as the breakdown of stuff like this. Would you disagree with that? No, I, I totally agree. Like, we don't... Because like, when we were younger, we we would ask, did you tax her? Like, and it wasn't like anything like, has this happened to you before? Like, you know, I, I was with her and she bled, you know, like stuff we should probably be sharing with each other, you know? Yeah. I mean, when, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't share like, oh yeah, there's blood everywhere or like, yeah. Or like we used to say like, oh, you know, the G spot or, or exactly or the, you know, and, uh, I guess when you whenever you say vagina, you just think the whole. I think the whole. I, I don't. I don't. You know, break it down in a fucking diagram or anything. Uh, I just think okay, <laughs> vagina is there. You know, 
Okay, true. Now, let me piggyback that because that's a good point. But how about this one? Myth. The the clitoris is just a teeny tiny nub. So that's also part of the vagina. You can obviously tell the difference, right? Yes. I mean, mean, if you can't, then she's not – she's giving you dirty looks. Fucking – Exactly. Stop. Where's your hands – where's your fingers going, you know? You know, yeah, or, and you had mentioned way back in the day the bean, the the bean in the boat or something like that. The man on the oh, boat. Fucking, there was a picture of Tyrion. Have you did you watch Game of Thrones? Never did, but I know who the dude is. So there was a movie poster of Tyrion in a fucking uh, like a canoe, a boat. Oh god! And yeah. it looked like I, I told my my wife, oh that looks like. You know, over China, and then Tyrion's head is the fucking the clip oh, the part. <laughs> <laughs> that and she said, "Don't dude. ever fucking say that ever again." Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be the last time you're going to share it, dude. Yeah, dude. She's, she's all like, "Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead." No, she's, she's all like, "That's the biggest turnoff ever." So, those, those yeah, don't, well, don't say that. that. Fair enough, dude. There's more to the clit than meets the eye. That external nub or bean called the glands is just one part. One, sorry, one part of the greater clitoral network, most of which is internal. Next myth: sex is just like what you see in porn. I wish it was. Sorry, it, it, dude. It's yeah. It's it's not. Uh, it, yeah. it can be, but it's it's not. Although it can be, because you know what? Okay. Since we haven't spoken about it in a long time, like I like kinky stuff, like not crazy kinky, but uh, if the girl wants to get choked, you gotta choke a bitch. Oh, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, sorry, that's a Wayne Brady, uh, James Chappelle old skit, but right, I mean, right, right, yeah. Um, slapping, I don't like slapping, but I'll choke, I'll choke abroad. Okay, um, okay. Uh, outfits, her more so. Toys, yes. Um, I've asked, been asked many times to get pegged and that's a huge no. Pegged? What do you mean pegged? Yes. What is that? Okay. So, oh, wow. Pegging is terrible. Well, okay. That's not terrible. Everyone has their kinks. And this is, again, what's cool about us talking about sex right. facts, um, cause it goes into stuff like this. So, uh, a lot of girls, at least five to six in my life have asked me, I would love to peg you. So pegging is when the woman puts on a strap on and goes cool. to town on your your asshole okay you yes. said no right now no always no oh, now okay. the, the weird thing is like and this might be a little tmi for a lot of listeners though but um and i've mentioned it in the past before though like um when a girl is going down on me like i don't mind a tongue grazing my my asshole but when they try to put a finger in it's like whoa 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 we're, we're done like you know like but that's that's the kink in me though like i don't need something up me i just need something you know would you, you know, would you great, consider great. would you consider a not finger in but a like a little like a little push like not not nothing going in your ass with right? a tongue i don't mind dude. With tongue. okay yeah and then as adults and even <laughs> youngsters probably look at it like oh that means you're gay because you like something closer near your ass your asshole which is not it's not true you know like that does not make you gay like it's a it's one of those kinks and i've heard and there's actually you know science sense facts where it's like uh males can ejaculate even better than they do you know the anal ejaculation type of thing it, it helps i wouldn't know because i've never tried it yeah I'm it's not like the, the american pie remember the or, or yeah the, but 
you you don't think that if you like to get pegged, as you call it, you're you're not mm-hmm. kind of not kind of gay. I, I don't know. Well, in my opinion, no. Like okay. I think. If, if like if a dude, if I said you need to peg me, bro, right. like I think that that would be a little bit homosexual. Whoa! <laughs> but, <laughs> but if but if my lady says like I'll, I'll be, I love you, but no, like don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think it would make me gay if I let my lady did it. I mean, it, it's that very you know technical breakdown of what makes it homosexual which again in my opinion and again if you're machismo like our generation would say something you know bad about it but now as yeah. adults we we know more and it's like we wouldn't go about it the same way That's or true. talk about it the same way like you know the way we're talking about it right now you know just making it we're, we're normalizing it for the most part dude right now, the truth right, on this one is for many young people porn may be their first intro introduction to sex so those smooth hairless bodies or seemingly effortless female orgasms become the basis for what they think sex is with a partner is like or should be like and i agree with that one yeah i mean i wish it was more like porn but it's really not it's true it's i it, I, yeah, I agree so. with that too because then does you do you think that too much porn would will, will um affect your relation yeah affect your relationship you know what uh yeah it might be too personal no, to answer if you don't want to yeah, uh, okay i can see how sometimes it can be right thing. like for me not gonna lie i do watch porn um i don't think there's anything wrong with it like being an adult i can say i do you know and i'm not have any shame about it and even let the lady know sometimes you know, this is sexy. Do you want to try this? And sharing stuff like that can help a relationship sexually, you know, mm-hmm. open open stuff like that. So I don't – but there are those people that maybe watch porn to the extent where they can't get hard when there's the actual physical one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that can be a problem. Okay. Because they, they kind of become desensitized to it. For sure. Know? For sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Next one is going to be a myth. Men don't like going down on women. Negative, because I love it. Truth is, don't <laughs> listen to DJ Khaled. The notion that men don't enjoy eating women out is simply isn't true. Sex therapist and author Ian Kerner said. Um, have you ever heard that? That men don't like going down on women? I've, I've heard it. I mean, uh, they don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I personally don't go down. It just kind of feels like it's going to be... Not like 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 kind of messy. I don't know. I get you. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? I mean, it can't do. Trust me, I, it can be, and I don't mind at all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, then it's I don't know. Some people but might have a problem with own. that. Yes, exactly. And it's not a bad thing either way, dude. Uh, last one's gonna be myth: women don't care about orgasms from sex as much as men do. That's uh, bullshit. That's bullshit. Right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because women like I mean they need to feel pleasured too. So yeah. The I mean, truth is the or go for it. Go. go. If you finish, I mean, usually men finish first and then they have to. About 90% true, yes. They have to put a little bit more work down there to get her her, okay. her gift. And, and the weird thing, and I don't even know if it's a weird thing about me, dude. Like I'm the person where I pleasure the girl woman uh, to the point where she comes several times, like going down on her playing with her, you know, everything, do whatever I can to get her to come several times. That way I can get mine. 
That way we're both satisfied. Like it's my focus is always on them first and not me. Okay. Chances are if, if I, if I come first, I'm probably not going to be hard enough to go, you know, a, a good round. Right. So right, I right. feel, I feel that helps out a lot, dude. Um, so yeah, but You're women do game. love it. The, exactly. The orgasm gap for women, particularly straight women is real. A 2017 survey found of 52,000 adults of various sexual identities found that heterosexual women are less likely to orgasm during, during sex with a partner than any other group. They usually or always, quote unquote, orgasm during sex at a rate of 65%. Interesting. All right. So that was, um, oh, actually, no, one more myth. Sex is only good if it ends in orgasm. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's like, it's like you're going for, for a happy meal and you don't get the fucking toy. <laughs> you know right? what? That's the best way to put it. Yeah, dude. Like, you know what? It's, you know what? I, I back you up. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It, it that's true. And back to my personal, sometimes happens not a lot, but it, it does happen to me. I've noticed it happens quite a bit. Like I'm with a woman, and we're at it for a while, and she's able to orgasm several times, and I, I don't get bored. Like I'm still hard, but like nothing's happening, and then they get self-cautious about it like i can't get you to come so they think something's wrong with them and not because they're not doing a good job but it's just like it's like three o'clock in the morning now and i gotta be up in three hours for work you know i know you i know the feeling dude it's just like so it's like um you know i'm getting kind of kind of sleepy like you know yeah just just do it tomorrow yeah, yeah, we'll finish up. But like, and that sounds so terrible for a woman, but that's exactly what it is. All right, man. Uh, let's continue on. We have not hit uh, what the fuck news in a long time, dude. Long time. I'm going to ask you a question, and then let me know how you feel about this. Okay. Almost half the men surveyed think they can land a passenger plane. Experts disagree. So no, I, I got, 100%. Uh, bro. Throw me in a plane, all right? And uh, <laughs> yes, the fucking captain... You know, I don't know what happens to him. He, he falls asleep, and they, they need somebody. I'm, I'm gonna stand up, try to yes. squeeze through the door. All right, I'm gonna squeeze <laughs> yes. through the door, put my seatbelt on, and land this bitch. <laughs> Fuck yeah, right? I mean, sweet. Thank you. Yes, your your head is exactly where I want it, dude. Uh, I'm gonna start this article. Probably get through the first three paragraphs, and then we'll dissect it a bit. Okay. A bitch. A bit. Sorry about that. Think you can handle it? This is the article. Picture this. You're nestled comfortably in your seat, cruising towards your travel destination. When a flight attendant's voice breaks through the silence. Ladies and gentlemen, both pilots are incapacitated. Are there any passengers who could land this plane with the assistance from air traffic control? And, of course, Adam says yes. And then me, I say, <laughs> fuck yes. Let's land this bitch, dude. So you and I are in the same boat already. Okay, okay. But apparently you and I are not the only ones alone in this. Trip out on this because I'm going to give you some weird, funny stats. If you think you could manage it, you're not alone. Survey results published in January indicate about one-third of adult Americans think they could safely land a passenger aircraft with air traffic controls guidance. Among male respondents, the confidence level rose to nearly 50%. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one out of three people think they can land a plane. Uh, now if you ask three dudes, two out of the three dudes say, fuck yes, we can land this fucking plane. 
So you and I are in, are in that group already. Can a person with no prior training simply guide everyone to a smooth touchdown? We've all heard stories of passengers who have saved the day when the pilot became unresponsive. For instance, last year's Darren Harrison managed to land a twin-engine aircraft in Florida after the pilot passed out with the guidance of an air traffic controller who also happened to be a flight instructor. So that would help out. And then someone guiding me, we got this, right, Adam? Got it, dude. This we push button. dude. Easy cake. We got this, dude. We'll guilt for, uh, no, that's not. Okay, you can't always rely on an autopilot. Uh, a pilot spends about 90% of their time monitoring autopilot systems and making sure everything is working as intended. The other 10% is spent managing problems, taxiing, taking off, and landing. Takeoffs and landings are arguably the most difficult tasks pilots perform and are always performed manually. Only on very few occasions in a handful of aircraft models can a pilot use an autopilot to land the aircraft for them. This is the exception and not the rule. Okay, so we played plenty of video games, right? Yeah. Okay, so we got this, right? Uh, wait, so yeah. It says not as easy as it looks. Training a pilot. Okay, so we got this, right? Even with air traffic control, we, we can land this bitch. Uh, I, I was thinking, uh, you know, I was hit the autopilot, but yeah, I'm still down. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. All right, cool. Same, dude. The journey from a student to a commercial pilot is a long one. It normally starts with a recreational license followed by a private license, then a commercial license, which allows them to fly professionally. Even before stepping into a cockpit, cockpit the student must study aerodynamics aerodynamics, sorry, air law and flight rules, meteorology, human factors, navigation, aircraft systems, and performance and flight planning. We still got this, right? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cake, dude. We can still okay, land. We got it. We got this. Once, once the fundamentals are grasped, an instructor takes them for training. Most of this training is conducted in a small, lightweight aircraft with a simulator introduced briefly towards the end. During the lesson, each maneuver or action is demonstrated by the instructor before the student attempts it. Their attempt may be adjusted, corrected, or even terminated early in critical situations. So it's like a driving instructor, you know, just for pilots. Okay. I we failed my, this, my, my driving test, but okay, we got this. Yeah. So yet flying is a skill unlike any other. Aviation training has been uh, democratized by the advent of high-end computers, virtual reality, and flight simulation games such as Microsoft's flight simulator so we got this dude we've been playing video games our whole lives now now how i really feel about this like fuck yes we got this knowing that when shit hits the fan it's like we really see ah fuck this is a lot of buttons this would be me ladies and gentlemen this is your captain josiah sarabello speaking what i would like for you all to do at this moment is please and firmly place and gently place your head between your legs and proceed to kiss your ass. <laughs> see, over like see, dead. The 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 thing I I wouldn't even get to the point where I can even push the right button to fucking speak to the everyone, like like to talk to the uh, everyone in the plane. I wouldn't even know how to do that. So I'll be just <laughs> fucking yelling it from the from the cockpit. We're gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, dude, right? Like, I, I know there's not a self-destruct button on an airplane, but I would probably find it somehow. I, I'm you know, like, like on accident, because that's my luck. Well, where, where, where are we landing? Head, where, where are we going to exactly. land? Is it, is it uh, like a nice airport? or Altitude? Yeah, yeah. Fucking altitude, the jungle? Anything, everything like that. <laughs> so being guys, yes, I think I can land one. Realistically, like knowing like, oh, no, yeah. 
I'll do it, but we're going to die. But I like, think I'd rather have me try over someone else try it, if that makes sense. Like, when when do you start losing your confidence while you're trying to land this, this fucking giant plane? When, I, when I'm in a nosedive. <laughs> when I'm going a thousand miles per hour uh, nosedive, I, I would probably start shitting yeah. my hands. When I, yeah, all the, the fucking levers are fucking going in circles and shit. And, yeah, and, totally, uh, totally, dude. The fucking... Uh, the stewardess is, uh, you know, flies through the the room because you're going nose diving. Yeah, I would probably be the same yeah. way, dude. So, all right, man. So, we, unfortunately, we would be terrible pilots, dude. But we would like to think in our minds we can land a fucking plane. Yeah, we're dead. Last bit of of what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we're dead. KTLA uh, Disneyland guest makes racist remarks against Mexicans. This came out 12 11, 2023. So, KTLA local news station Anaheim is where Disneyland's at. This one came out, and this is what the fuck news I really had to share. And I even saw the video. The confrontation reportedly started after the woman heard a woman and her son speaking Spanish in the Disneyland bathroom. And then it shows a video mm-hmm. of this woman talking shit on Hispanics. Now, me, number one, I hate people that are racist or bigots. Uh, that I just hate that shit. So this one I didn't take personally, but... I, I found the article on Twitter, and then I even jumped on the site. I'm like, is this bullshit? This is not a bullshit article. This became funny to me, it, and you'll understand why. And I know I don't want anyone to think Josiah is you know, insensitive. No, listen to this. So off of Twitter, the shit people started uh, tweeting was hysterical. If she mad about people speaking other languages, California is not the place for her. Another twi- Twitter person said, thought Disneyland was the most inclusive place on earth. Another person says, yeah, oh, it gets better, dude. The next person says, Disneyland is like 40% Mexican. Serious shit, right? It's true. Someone says, I'm so glad she's on the jumbo screen and everyone who knows her will know she's a nasty person. So people are, are, are like backing up like this anti, this bitch, you know, that on, a, on an anti-racism rant now you know, or this rant, you know, this rant. And then we have some dumb masses that actually back her up. Like Jim here says, I stay away from Disneyland and not Sperry Farm. The fights and the hooliganism brought on by recently quote unquote immigrated people raised in the inner city, their low moral values, the gross profanity, the fact that they pack heat, the punches and fights at the drop of a hat using woke pronouns. No, thank you. And people like that. You see on Twitter more so where people are are assholes. I guess is that fair to say? I, I, well, I mean, okay. So you're, you know, Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm are sort of like night and day. What's oh, the okay. last time yeah. you've been to Knott's Berry Farm? Oh my god, probably about 2016, 17, maybe. Yeah, dude. The last time I went, the parking lot at Knott's is like fucking, you know, Mad Max. You people parking. <laughs> there's no. There's no. It's free for all. There's yeah. nobody monitoring anything. People double parking. Lots of fights happening at Knott's Berry Farm. They had to do the curfew because you, mm-hmm. all the kids dropped their, all the parents dropped yes. their kids off for daycare at uh, Knott's Berry Farm. And, uh, and it was all the 15, 16 year old kids yeah. that were unattended that were starting shit. But kids are dumb nowadays. Well, the pass only costs like $60 for like the whole year, like a hundred bucks. So, Everyone has 70, a fucking no, about pass. 90? Something like, something like that. Cheap, yeah. cheap, cheap, cheap. It's affordable for sure, dude. Um, so. Yeah. And I like the roller coasters better at Knott's Berry Farm anyways because they're proper roller coasters. Though. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And um, then this, this 
this Twitter rant turns again, and these are are funny. So we had Jim chime in with his asshole-ism shit, but it turns now again. One Twitter uh, user says she don't like, <laughs> she don't look like she hate Mexican food though. <laughs> and I'll put the video. I've seen the video. I've seen the, yeah. Yeah. The next, and the next user says Disneyland, the place where you could easily hear a dozen different languages in one day. Fucking so fucking true. If they were speaking French or Italian, she wouldn't have had an issue. That's true. Uh, and then another person says, I bet she partakes in talk, in Taco Tuesday though. And, and, and the, the, the reason I, why, the reason why is because if you haven't seen the video, doesn't she have like one of those fucking fat scooters? Okay. <laughs> she does. And she does. her daughter who who she was with um also is is a book, bigger woman. Not a Beast. huge woman. And I'm not Beast. and I'm I'm not talking shit on that, but like if she's being racist, like the pa- the fact that people are saying this shit is fucking funny, dude. My favorite comment, and this is gonna end this segment of the show, I take it she hates it's a small world. <laughs> And I started laughing at that. I'm like, that's so fucking true. She will never write It's a Small World because no. every nationality, every race, dude, is fucking on that ride. <laughs> Singing in every language. Oh, so shit. that was my favorite one out of those ones. And I thought it was fucking funny, dude. All right, man. Um, let's hit it, dude. Uh, let's Before we take a break, let's um, do the... The clips. Um, and Adam, if you can get those clips ready, I'm going to intro them real quick. Uh, a long time ago, not too, a long time ago, 2019, 2018 probably, uh, when Cobra Kai Season 2 was dropping, I had the opportunity to interview the cast of Cobra Kai. So Miguel Diaz uh, and Hawk, so Jacob Bertrand and Jolo Mariduena, um, Master Lawrence and Sensei Kreese. So Martin Cove and um, William Zabka. I, and I got to interview the writers and directors of the show. It was fucking dope. Adam and I learned right away when we were recording, let's ask for drops. Um, and sometimes we get shot down and we've got a lot of cool drops, Adam. I mean, I, I still play the bumpers, dude. Oh yeah. The bumpers are beautiful, bro. Are dope, dude. Yes. Um, so this is, uh, a work in progress and it'll make sense. So, um, guys, uh, listen to these clips. Uh, if you guys don't think I've ever directed actors, listen to these clips and tell me (laughs) I've never directed actors. So go ahead and play the first one, dude. I'll play the first one right now. Jacob. It's just I'm going to ask you for a drop if you guys don't mind. I have a comic podcast, pop culture. Oh podcast. no way! That's we so got cool. Several podcasts, and so on. even on the back, I got a bunch of podcasts. okay. Yeah, the main one is the comic snicket. Yeah, so, names who you guys play from Cobra Kai. Yeah, and you're listening to the comic syndicate. Absolutely. So whenever you guys are ready, hold on. Together, or do you want one and one? Oh, actually, you're listening to the comic syndicate. I like it. All right, I got it. No, I just want to say it once so I like new. I'll, I'll give I'll give a good joke. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to go? I'll, I'll say go it. first. I'll go first, so you can one up me, okay? All right. Uh, wait, are we doing one and one, or do you want Ooh, together? Let's do one and one, and then together. together. Okay, Love perfect. It. You go first. You guys knocked out. What's up, guys? My name is Shola Duenya from Cobra Kai. I play Miguel Diaz, and you're watch and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Do you want to take? Yes. It <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you guys take it. Right after. Right I appreciate. Yes. Okay, cool, dude. So they get caught away by their handlers and then go ahead and play the second clip because we, we worked on this for a bit and they were fun guys to talk to, dude, but very down to earth. So go ahead and play the second one. 
What's up, guys? It's Shola Mighty Duenya from Cobra Kai. Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're... Let's <laughs> see that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, funny guys, dude. So the third one, they finally got their shit together. I mean, they are actors after all. But you got to think, they, they were legit youngsters, 19-year-old kids, but very cool and down-to-earth. We were having fun. Obviously, <laughs> they're having fun, right? Yeah, it's funny. I like it. They're, they're nerds, dude. And they it was fun to do. And then the third one should be uh, one of the intros I use. And then the fourth one is go ahead and play the three and four back-to-back. Back-to-back? All right. Sounds good. Here we go. Number three. What's up, guys? It's Shola Mighty Duenya, a.k.a. Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. And I'm Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Thanks, guys. Hello. Have a good one again, guys. Yes. Peace out, dude. And number four. Whoops. Play. Two, one. What's up, guys? This is Shola Mighty Duenya, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! Very cool, and just bro. fucking cool, dude. Like the work that we do behind the scenes, also that no one sees. Like I've had these clips since 2018 when I interviewed them. They've been on, in my Dropbox for the longest time, and I completely forgot about them, dude. I also have the full interview that I did that I played, and if anyone wants to listen to that, the full interview with them is fucking cool, dude. So um, I thought those were funny. We're sharing, dude, and I, it's the end of the year, so I thought you know let's go out with a bang, dude. I thought that's cool, right, bro. I thought that's very cool. Um, you know, to meet these guys and and for them to take the time to fucking full two hours of getting that little clip is awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, right? Awesome. And it's cool, dude. So, all right, man. Speaking of bumpers, dude, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Comics Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic Talk. Welcome back to Comic Talk, best of 2023 list. Uh, and to start off, Adam, uh, I'm gonna, you're going to start off, we're going to go through our top fives, and then I want you to just go through your list, however many you have of whichever topics we have, and then I'll go through mine. Uh, but just this this one real quick is going to be a precursor and just opening thoughts, uh, only because, well, here it is. No other podcast I've ever listened to, any show that I've ever seen has ever said or mentioned anything like this before. But I really need to address this small fact before I even get to our list. I want to let everyone know that all of these lists all the time are completely 100% subjective. No one is right and no one is wrong. We all live completely different lives and deal with completely different things and have completely, completely different time on our hands. We do not consume things, content, movies, TV shows, video games, reading a proper book, reading a comic book, trade paperbacks, anything at the same rate as each other. And just because something is popular uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's good. And even though no one is talking about a particular show, movie, video game, comic book, uh, anything, a certain documentary, um, 
you know, those are, are can be really good too. You know, it can be a diamond in the rough. Uh, for me in particular, I work extremely way too much. So when I have any time or any down time to enjoy anything at all, guess what? That's all that matters. What These are our lists of what we like and what we enjoy and what make us feel good. Man. So are you a gamer? Uh, I, 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 I used to be not a gamer anymore. I, I used to be, I, I have played some games this year, so I just put those on my list. Go for it, man. So I, I only played like three, well, maybe four. So, so I played the, the Harry Potter Hogwarts game, which was uh, pretty fun, but I didn't finish it. Okay. Uh, I, I Just to be honest, I didn't finish any of these games. I started them and I played as much as I wanted and I stopped playing, but Hogwarts was really fun. Uh, that was number four. Number okay. three would be uh, Final Fantasy. Is that Fantasy. Your fourth or fifth place? Okay. I would be four and four. So my third, I already have four. So uh, number three would be Final okay. Fantasy 16, which was a great game. Nice. I got halfway through. Uh, number two. You're a PS guy? I have PS5, bro. I have I have Switch. I have a PS5 too. PS5 guy. So. Uh, okay. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's all right. Number two would be Zelda, uh, the second one across the. I don't. I don't know the whole fucking name of it, but Zelda is good. It's a fun game. The Tears of the Kingdom one. Yeah, the the second one. I passed the first one. Uh, that looks beautiful. Nice. Okay. The game. Yeah, it's a very beautiful game, and uh, I don't know because you have to start. You can build like ships and shit now. It, it kind of takes it kind of away oh, from. Yeah. Uh, Old school Zelda, but that's cool. And um, number one would be Spider Man Two. Was it's a pretty fun game. Nice, it looks beautiful, dude. Oh yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's kind of repetitive, but that's kind of like all games. Yeah, true. Those are my top four. All right, I only have four as well, dude. Um, I'm a Switch guy, and I, that's the only system I have, and I barely, you know, dusted it off and plugged it in probably the past year and a half. Uh, number four, I like uh, NJRPGs. Octopath Traveler uh, is in my number four spot. Uh, number three is going to be Super Mario Bros. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Just a fucking fun game to play. Mario's always fun to play. That's a fucking fun one. Um, very musical this time around, which is weird. Like probably. It's catchy, but some of the songs get... There's one song in particular that's just annoying to me, but that's something else. Uh, I'm an old school guy, uh, and this is like... A, from years ago, Metroid Dread is a fucking sick game. Like, it's almost a horror game how these Emmys come out after you and hunt you down. It's fucking... It, it gets you fucking all anxious, dude. I loved it. And then, number one spot, uh, during COVID, when everyone was playing part one uh, to Tears of the Kingdom... Everyone was was passing Breath of the Wild. So I finally had a chance to play Breath of the Wild and fell in love with it. Um, so that's my – just to get lost in that Zelda world, I love, dude. I'm about to fight Ganon barely, and then as soon as I pass this, then I'm going to pick up Tears of the Kingdom, dude. Nice. So, Very nice. so sad, but yeah, great, man. What you got? Uh, next one is going to be best documentary if you've seen any. I have not. I don't watch documentaries okay. very much. Okay. I saw two. Uh, number two spot is going to be still Michael J. Fox. 
Um, and it's just him dealing with this Parkin, his Parkinson's disease and his day-to-day life and like poor guy, how even though he's suffering and has been suffering from, from Parkinson's for so long, how I don't want to say level-headed, but I guess level-headed and in good spirits homeboy still is, you know. Uh, is it's it's a cute movie it's a cute documentary but like you feel bad for the dude like homeboy is getting worse dude and Parkinson's is you know that shaky you know you you lose the ability to hold things and you're you're very shaky yeah number one spot for me would be it's a little odd but I grew up watching wrestling and I've gotten back into wrestling um, and it's going to be WWE's American Nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes. And it's a story of a kid whose hero was his dad that just, you know, bet on himself. And I know uh, wrestling is is predetermined, but it is a form of storytelling, just like reading a comic, watching a movie, you know, listening to a song. It's a storytelling device. And I like it. I still like it. And Cody Rhodes, I grew up watching his dad, Dusty Rhodes. So to see this and... uh I can I can kind of relate because he wants to make his dad proud, you know. And and since I've lost my dad, like I'm fighting for that too. So very very cool, man. I, I loved it. If you guys like, even if you guys aren't wrestling fans, it's worth checking out, dude. That one really hit hit home for me, though, dude. Uh, next one, best TV streaming of the year. You have anything? I do. Uh, so I, we I don't watch a lot of like movies, but we do watch a lot of TV shows. So my, I have five here. I got five picks. We got Loki. Go. Go. Season one. Nice. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. One, nice. I don't know if that's. I like how you toss that up. No, technically, because it's, some, it's something new you've watched. So technically, if you like oh, it, okay. who's to say you're wrong about liking it? No, that's perfect, dude. Go for it. It's a good show. Um, I have not seen season two yet. I, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to go with Wheel of Time on Prime TV. Uh, I thought this book, this I show was good. good. The season one's good. So it picks up really good in season two. I haven't read the books, but uh, I like fantasy, like The Hobbit, or I like uh, Lord of the Rings kind of stuff, or Game of Thrones. So good stuff there. Then uh, number three, we just started watching Godzilla on Apple TV. And uh, oh, nice. I've been watching I heard this? nothing but good things about that. Oh yeah, I've been good. wanting to. I've I've heard great things about it, dude. Yeah, the, you know who cool. you know who's like, you know who's co-writer, right? No, Matt Fraction. Oh, that's the one he's doing. That's right. Holy shit! Uh, for listeners who don't know who Matt Fraction is, he's originally a comic book writer, great writer, and that's right. I forgot he started moving to uh, screenplays, dude. That's right. Yeah, dude, he's on. He's on that. It's a good show. Uh, number two is Suits. Um, That's an old show, right? Yeah, we watched like all fucking nine seasons in like two months. <laughs> so, I hear that's a great show, and people have told me that I would like that show a lot. You would love it. It's it's a great. It's kind of like the underdog coming up. So nice, really good dude. Stuff. Okay. You have two on your list that I'm already going to check out now, dude. Number one would be Endor. Uh, oh, Star nice, Wars. dude. I fucking love was that, that show. Was that last year or this year? That's still a good one, dude. That was really good. Yeah, all my years are all mixed up. It's probably last year, but whatever. I love that show. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no worries, dude. It's all good, dude. Uh, number five for me is going to be a Netflix show called Sexual Education. Just a really cool, fun, funny show. 
about a sexologist um, has a son and he becomes like a sex advisor for his school. It's fucking funny. It's good. Uh, I like that one. Uh, number four spot, spot is going to be The Mandalorian Season 3. I just love Mondo. Uh, so that one was really good. Third place spot is going to be Loki Season 2. Um, I just love the route that Loki took, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Second place spot is going to be Ahsoka Season 1. Just really enjoyed that one. Especially to see Anakin again was fucking cool. And then first place spot for me, I, I love the fuck out of this show. It's going to be The Bear Season 2. It's on Hulu. Um, it's about a chef that his brother, a top-tier chef, um, and his brother passes away, so he has to go back home. His brother owned like a small mom-and-pop deli type place, so he has to go back home to figure out what he wants to do. Like, are we going to keep the, this small cheesy restaurant going and since one of my jobs is i work in a kitchen like it's very also <coughs> i love things that that i can relate to and in a weird way i can relate to this but it's written properly it's fun it's funny you hate these characters in in season one and then by season two you're falling in love with characters as people as adults learn about them it's just this beautiful show adam try to catch this one the bear season one and season two i love it that was my show of the year man yeah, uh, we were, we were watched a couple episodes. It seems really interesting. We just got to fit it in. Uh, but it looks good. I, I, I like it. It's kind of not low budget or anything. It, just, it doesn't feel like a show. It, 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 it's cool the way it they does. They, it. Uh, yeah. It, it's very humanizing. Like it, it's very mm-hmm. grounded. Like I don't want to say gritty, but like very grounded show. Yeah. Very cool stuff. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Movies, dude. What you got for movies of the year? You know, bro. I like. I don't remember going to theater so much, but uh, I, I only got like Spider Verse, uh, uh, the second one that we we did a pot on. Remember, um, Spider Man loved it, dude. Yeah, loved this. Movie. Yeah, we had to break it down, dude. Loved it. Yeah, I found out. I find out like this year with all the different Marvel and like DC. I didn't. I didn't watch any of them, bro. Like I didn't Same. watch. None of them, except for Spider Man. Interesting, dude. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm down with that. Did dude. you watch? Did you watch the Marvels? No. Uh, Aquaman and the other one, Blue Beetle. I did not see Aquaman. I'm not going to see, but no one's talking about it. It drops this weekend. Um, yeah. So no, no, dude, not really. It's weird. Um, okay, is that the only one you have on your list? Don't get me wrong. That, that I can remember. Yeah. Okay, no worries, dude. So my boy from uh, Second Job, Alex Storen, says, um, I just want to – I'd have to say that Five Nights at Freddy movie, I loved it, and me over a half de- decade ago would have loved it too. So that's one person. Lenny, I'm sorry. Lenny McLynn says, The Machine was a great comedy, but wow, Oppenheimer was great. I wish I would have seen that in theater, me personally. But the best movie of the year award goes to, as she puts drum rolls, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse part. Yes. All right. These ones for me might are my picks. It's going to be all over the place. And I'm going to put the number four spot and number five now. The fifth place spot is now, and just looking at it right off the bat, is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I really loved the, the rocket story. So that's in fifth place. In fourth place now is going to be Evil Dead Rises. I'm a fan okay. of campy, cheesy horror movies, and Evil Dead Rises hit. So many good notes for me were it felt more like a horror as opposed to campy like the original Evil Evil Deads were, and, and even um, 
the third one, Army of Darkness. So I really love that. Third place spot broke my fucking heart. It's called A Man Called Otto. Have you ever heard of that movie before? I have not. Watch this with Margot. Do you guys like definitely watch it though? A Man Called Otto and it's Tom Hanks. And this movie, as an adult, Adam, I'm not gonna, I have no shame in telling people like, this movie made me fucking ball. This movie made me fucking ball, homie. Damn. Like, I think, I think you're going to like it, but watch it with your lady, dude. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks, he loses his wife. I'm not gonna go into how or what happens. And then he becomes a bitter old fuck. And you see why he's a bitter, bitter old fuck. And, he meets people when he starts changing and it's, it's a great story. So it's worth checking out. And because it made me feel like the way it made me feel, dude, it, it, it's in my third place spot. Great, great movie. Second place spot is going to be John Wick chapter four. This is just my fucking life. Getting my ass kicked left and right by everyone and everything <laughs> life has to fucking just put me out of my fucking goddamn misery. Ready? Kill me somebody. And fucking headshots, uh, so headshots. <laughs> it's totally dude it's me getting my ass kicked minus the, the kicking ass back unfortunately dude uh first place spot to back you up dude i loved it spider-man across the spider-verse oh, so good part man one. the visuals the colors the color schemes the music the soundtrack uh the story uh the the gwen stacy scenes when um they're the almost betrayal. like watercolor like everything yeah i loved it so by far Move, move, yeah, dude. Book, a book of the year, movie of the year by far, dude. So, hey, dude, we're, we're, we're I, I on that one, homie. Sweet, sweet. All right, next portion is going to be ooh, best limited series of the year. Actually, do you have any? Because you're you're more of a reader than I am. Um, I do have two book books or novel. Yes, please, please toss it up. So I read two books. This, I, I I used to read a lot, but now reading comics is taking over a lot of my time. So I, I focus on comics, but I did pick up. Brandon Sanderson's uh, uh, Tress of the Emerald Sea. This is kind of like a uh, uh, Prince of Pride, a Prince of what is it called? The Gr- Prince of Pride, Bride type uh, book. Okay. Uh, oh, Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, movie. Princess Bride, and it's kind of like it has a. It's a. It's a woman that. It's a girl that she needs to go and save her her love that has been captured by this. Sorceress, but they have, she has to get onto the, the ship. She doesn't know nothing about the ship, but uh, she gets on it. And to win this crew, she needs to. She does all the shit work, and she starts to like. Everyone starts to like like her. And what happens is that the captain's a real, uh, real mean person, and you know, there's a lot of stuff going. There's dragon. There's a dragon in there. It's really good stuff. Uh, if you're not, if you don't read. Brandon Sanderson, he does, he's like, right now he is like the fantasy king right now. He's awesome, like, awesome, uh, dude. He's like uh, the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings um, uh, token in that era. Mm-hmm. Like token was like oh, the nice, shit. Oh, nice, dude. And now okay. in this era, Madison uh, is, is, uh, is, is a beast. And uh, I read his second book, one of his other books called The Sunlight Man. And this guy pushes out books like Stephen King's status, bro. Well, used to like Stephen King. Uh, wow, interesting. So, dude. Well, fun fact. You, dude. So, so good sized books then. Yeah, these are these were like okay. So these two books were a Kickstarter where he, he in COVID mm-hmm. when COVID hit, he he said I I you know a lot of people you know joined the gym, uh, a lot of people 
you know, make food, but in what, how I passed my COVID time, I fucking wrote, wrote books and I wrote fucking four of them. Wow. Good for homeboy, dude. So he had a Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. And he made like, he made over, he raised over $30 million on his Kickstarter. Oh, wow. Wow. So, good for homeboy, dude. So one of the most highest Kickstarters and it, he's changing. He, people are saying that he's changing the way authors are, are, um, getting their books out now without publishing. Oh, dude, they're publishing their own stuff technically then, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but Brandon said, instead of going through like publishing companies, which I'm pretty sure they would still have to, but I, I, I want to write a book still. So I, it's all shit that, you know, I, I need to keep in mind for later on down the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it might not work for some because Brandon has like a lot of, uh, he's already yeah. built up a, uh, 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 readers, you know, fans. A career, yeah, yeah. yeah so check Fan him out; he's sure. a really good writer, bro. So those are awesome, dude. Thanks for sharing those, dude. Uh, I my biggest fucking complaint for myself is I don't have enough time. So Monday through Friday, working both jobs. I get home, I get out by ten thirty. I'm home close to eleven every night. Um, so even reading comics during the week can be a grind and taxing. So I'm reading and. Just finding time to read a proper book is hard to do, but I do have one book in in particular that I I have been reading and I'm not done yet. And this one is going to be called Imperial Life in the Emerald City Inside Iraq's Green Zone. I'm a history dude. Uh, The Green Zone in Baghdad 2003 in a walled-off compound of swimming pools and luxurious amenities. Paul Bremer and his coalition provisional authority set up to fashion a new democratic Iraq. Staffed by idealistic aides chosen primarily for their views on issues on issues such as abortion and capital punishment, the CPA spent the crucial first year of occupation pursuing goals that had little to do with the immediate needs of post-war nation. So again, I'm a history guy, dude. Um, so Baghdad, Iraq... And the green zone is essentially like a weird enclosed city, but of the like top notch everything, buildings, uh, farmers markets, like. But outside the city limits are are uh, I, I guess more shanty towns and stuff like that. And okay. it, it's weird because uh, Adam, remember uh, the book that Tom King wrote with Mitch Jarrett's the. Uh, I believe he was a military officer for, for this or, or he's into green because that comic kind of has to deal with a lot of these things. And I'm a history guy. Um, the writer of this one is Rajiv, is Rajiv Chandraskaran. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name, <laughs> but a lot of things that I have read in here made me do homework and I've written a bunch of deep dives in rabbit holes, but those are worth checking out, dude. Sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to interrupt you or, or talk over you. Go ahead. Oh no no I just agree yeah I do remember the I don't know remember the name of the book that uh, Tom King and uh, Homeboy did but I Ooh. do remember reading some it of ju- it it just it just came to me did you like that book yeah it was that good Tom- I mean that was that was early Tom King too so it's cool stuff yeah I it, I just remembered it. the Sheriff of Babylon yeah there it is yeah so good it was book. This great we're checking it all right man let's let's continue on best limited series of the year go for it. I got three of them. I'm going to go with my third spot, Joe Fixit. I fucking Interesting. love that. This Who's writing that right now? That is written by, that is a good question. I didn't put the, I'm going to put the writers on it, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, same, dude. I'm looking at my first two. I'm like, fuck. 
It's uh. Well, did you read Joe Fix It? No, I didn't get a chance to. So it, it's real quick. It's uh, old school Hulk, Gray Hulk, and uh, he goes to Vegas, and Spider Man's there too, and Kingpin shows up at at Vegas trying to take over Vegas. So this is this, the art and everything is old school. It's like uh, 80s uh, uh, art. And uh, you get that really cool feel and how uh, the Hulk is funny. He, like he's a bodyguard and he's supposed to protect this casino and uh, Kingpin's there. He makes trouble and Parker's always in the middle. Really good. I think it's like four issues. Really good stuff there. And then... Um, uh, nice. I, I remember you talking about that on one of your your episodes. I got to check that one out. It's really good. Uh, number two would be Avengers Across Time. Another uh, four issues. Another old school. Uh, if you feel like you're reading, you know, seventies and eighties Avengers here, really nice, good stories. It's about uh, Kang. He's trying to uh, get the Avengers, and they're trying to stop him. So just. Really easygoing four issue uh, uh, story arc here. Let's see, uh, awesome. number one would be Death of the Veniverse. I really enjoyed this this short uh, series. I, I forgot about that. I don't know how I forgot about that. Good job, dude. Yeah, dude. It was like Colin Bunn, right? I think it's Colin Bunn wrote Colin the Bunn last. Was writing it, yeah. And her Gerardo Sandoval was the artist. I like his art, dude. So many venoms. Oh yeah, yeah, and then like so uh, many dead venoms. Carnage was just a monster, bro. Yeah, in this yeah, totally. in this book, and then uh, yeah, that's my top three, bro. Dude, good fucking job, Adam. Damn it, dude, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Okay, I only have three, so that's gonna I'm gonna have to toss that in real quick. Before we get to <laughs> that, Lynn also added she read finally the Mighty Thor, the Jane Foster one, and the Jane Foster Valkyrie. She said those were her, her books of the week or year. Nice. Nice. Right? So we're getting people to read stuff, which is fucking cool, dude. So I will put into the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Venom okay, verse. I'll go Venomverse, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, so Bryn Moore is number four. It's an IDW title. It's a horror story. Uh, I've been reviewing it on the show. It was like a four or five issue wrap-up, but it was cool. Uh, the art was great, and the storytelling was really good. It moved along really quick. So I will put that in number four. Number three, I'll put the death of the Venomverse then. Nice. So good call on that. Colin Bun Gerardo Sandoval. In the second, Fish Flies. This is going to be an IDW title as well. Jeff Lemire is the writer and the artist. It's pretty much... Have you ever seen uh, District 8? Um, yes. Where... Okay. It's very similar to that where the guy starts turning into an alien. And same thing with this. The way Jeff Lemire draws uh, is he has an odd style. But when he writes what he draws, it, it, it meshes so well. And it's pretty much this little girl comes across this dude that's been infected by, by a bug for the most part. And it's very humanizing this girl that gets beaten by her dad and meets this man that's getting infected and wants to help this infected person over her dad that beats her. So it's very humanizing and very fucked up because this girl does get beat. And she gets bullied at school, but she has a thing that she makes her feel good. And it's fucked up, right? But it's Jeff Lemire. And I encourage you to check it out. It was great. 
Next one is going to be number one spot, Loki, number one through number four. Dan Waters was the writer. German Peralta was the artist. Mike Spencer was the colorist. I loved it. It's pretty much um, Loki in a nutshell. Um, his ship uh, disappears. Um, some of his frost giants take it, crash it into the world tree. So now the ship disappears and, and breaks down into four pieces. Loki has to find each piece to put it back together. And the things he goes through finding these pieces of the ship is gnarly. I really enjoyed the story. And yeah, I was, that one was very good. Probably book of the year or I'm sorry, limited series. And I'll go through it later on. Um, go for it, man. Best new series of the year. Uh, just a, just a piggyback uh, on my uh, other show, Comic Central Diaz, uh, Ben and uh, Hector. I think this was their top top was, one right? too. I think. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that was book of the year. And then you know how I break stuff down. Yeah, like I think they had series of the year, something like that. But yeah, it was on both of their lists, which is awesome. I'm glad I wasn't the only one enjoying it. But yeah, good callback, dude. Cool, cool. We're going to go with uh, the new series of the year. Um, yeah, man, I rock and four. roll. So I'm going to go with The Incredible Hulk. Uh, I love this series. I love the monsters. I love the big fight scenes, the double pages, the art, the the the, the little side story of this girl that's been, like, abused by her father, and she latches on to the Hulk, and how, um, what's his name? When he's not the Hulk. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Banner's Banner. like always trying to get rid of her and ditch her and stuff. So really good, really good series here. Number four. That's uh, not Donny Cates anymore, right? No, it's not. Donny Cates had left too. Like yeah, that, uh, for a while. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. And then uh, I miss that guy though, by the way. That new stuff though, uh, the the Hulk, uh, which one, what series? The Incredible, not The Incredible, right? No, it's The Incredible Hulk. It's like, it's on issue five right the now. Incredible. Okay, I, I, I got to yeah. look into that one. Really good, dude. And then, uh, okay, cool. I'll look into that. Go for it, man. Number three is Justice League versus Godzilla. I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna like this. I was like, oh, this is gonna be cheese, but I'm liking it a lot. I, I like the big fight scenes too, the big monsters. Uh, the art is great. Superman getting, I'm, I haven't read issue three yet, but, uh, the second issue, he got, uh, Godzilla beat the shit out of him. So, so nice. Good stuff there. All uh, right. Go man, number you're, two. You're doing great, Adam. I I love this. I thought this this is a uh, it's Blade, and really? uh, yeah, dude, interesting. It, it reminds me of like Wesley Snipe Blade, bro. Oh, awesome, dude! Like I have not school. read that yet, dude. It's 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 a fun read. Right Good. now we're on issue. We're still in the first arc. We're almost okay. done with this first arc, and uh, dude, it's like. Like in the very first issue, you feel like the scene where he's like in the fucking bath, where he's in that that club, and then the, the fucking music, and he starts killing everybody, all the vampires. That, there's like nice. a scene that reminds me of that. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's so cool. So awesome, check out dude. Blade. Uh, number cool. one would be uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, by, interesting, uh, dude. I think her name was Rainbow Thompson. Oh, that's right. Yes, dude. I, like I said, I talk shit on the first one, bro. I, I, I have I, not jumped on board that yet, but I, I heard you say, yeah, no, you continue. That way our listeners that haven't heard, they hear it from you. But please yeah. share this story. Yeah, bro. Like I talk mad shit on this first one. I, I sped through it. Like you got to understand like me, <laughs> Joe, and all these, and, uh, and, you know, like Hector and Ben, we read, we read a lot of comics 
for the week. Yeah. And we speed through them. I speed through them because there's we wait like 15. There's so many. And then, and then to choose like three or four to review, it's sometimes harder to choose which ones we want to For to sure. Review. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and it's a grind, Adam, honestly. Like, okay, let's say I'm reading at 11, dude, and I read something that's slow paced. It's like, ah, this sucks. But you, when yeah. you give it a second, when you give it a second look or fresh eyes, it's like, fuck, dude, I, yeah, this is good. No, that's cool, dude. Well, it's like, I'm, I'm pushing more towards like, fit, uh, stuff that's already finished. Like right now I'm reading, I haven't read any new stuff this week. I've been reading The Human Sam. Target. Oh, that's not, that's Tom King, right? Yeah. Like I'm on issue 11 right now. So dope. I love Tom King. Well, we love Tom King. Yeah. Have you read The Human Target? No, I need to oh, hop on. It's so good. On, dude. Dude. So good. But to go back to the story. Yeah, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about that. Yeah. Yeah. Go back, going back to the story. Uh, my buddy that owns a shop in uh, Southern Cal, uh, Kenny, Nuclear Plug Comics. It. Nuclear Comics. It's on and- Alicio Nagel. It's by your parts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. He, uh, he said, try it again. You know, take your time. Really, really digest the like the art and what's going on and i did and i'm like oh my god this stuff is that's awesome dude good and then to hear you on your podcast that that turn i'm like the way that you had to even say that i'm like fucking good on adam dude yeah yeah when i'm wrong i'm wrong and and uh yeah just a, a a group of uh characters that you would not usually see and the shit they get into and like the last issue, the big fight, I'm not going to spoil it, was 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 pretty, pretty dope. Cool. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Sweet, dude. All right. I'm writing all these down, dude. Awesome, man. Thank you, dude. All right. Best new series of the year for me. I read a lot of um, every publishing company. And that's what sucks, too, because if you think it's just the big two Marvel and DC, add in the big three and you got you know image comics and then add in idw boom studios everything else there's so much out there dude best new series of the year for me so far i'm enjoying the sacrificers by rick remender nice uh third place spot is going to be edenwood written by oh my gosh uh tony daniels is the writer and artist barely started uh issue number two just dropped and i got a I got to hop into that, but it's, it's a good story. Um, Transformers is in the second place spot by your boy. Yeah. Ben. Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh yeah. And I know you're, I know you're not a big Transformers guy, but I am. It's weird because I shouldn't like this because the art is different and it's weird. The storytelling is great, but this dude I've said on my show before, he's like Jeff Lemire, his, his writing compliments, his, his art. And to see Transformers, first of all, it's violent and they're killing people <laughs> like the way Starscream kills people was fucking dope. Actual humans is, is dope and gnarly to see. But the way because um, he also did do a power bomb, which was based on, <laughs> oh, yeah. on, on, a, on, on wrestling. So to see him now draw, I guess, uh, Transformers suplex each other is nuts to see. But it works somehow. <clears throat> And then uh, number one spot, Kill Your Darlings is an image comics title. Uh, it's pretty much this girl. Um, her mom dies in a fire at her house. She gets sent away to a home. Um, very cool. The art is killer as far as 
she's very creative and creates like a fantasy world with her stuffed animals. And when she becomes older, the stuffed animals need her help fixing her dream world or, or her, her this place she created because it's actually real. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's like three issues in. I'm enjoying it. It's worth checking out. So that one I'm enjoying. That's all I got for that, dude. Do you have any most underrated series of the year? Most underrated. Let's see. That's on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I have five. I thought uh, number five, Catwoman. It's been getting really good right now. A lot cool. of people are not reading it. Um, her Nine Lives? Yeah. Her Nine Lives is pretty It's pretty interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a good twist to get some better readers right now. But I know a lot of people nice. read it. Uh, yeah. Number four, Ghost Rider. I thought it's really good. It's by Benjamin uh, Percy. He does Wolverine and he does X Force right now. Percy, he's, yeah, dude. He's killing it, bro. He's so good. So, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's just, uh, dude. Usually I don't read Ghost Rider, but I, I, I'm enjoying it. And, and, uh, number three, Miles Morales Spider-Man. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, Interesting, dude. Good, good. Uh, like the like the first couple arcs, he's fighting like like big dudes. He's fighting like Hobgoblin. He's fighting like all these big uh, villains, on, one after the other. And I thought that was pretty cool. Sweet, um, dude. Number two, Blade. I mentioned before. Oh, good. Was talking one, about Blade. Right. And then obviously, Birds of Prey. I think is a uh, underrated uh series that's so good right now i enjoy it cool man all right my most underrated series of the year um i'm gonna take one of them off so i guess i have four i'll put four or number three into the fourth or fifth place spot sorry um it's loki number one through four i can't say no one is is talking about it because two of your three co-hosts are talking about it so i'll put that one up there uh number four is gonna be bryn moore uh, the one I just spoke about. Uh, it's a Boom Studios title. Number three now is going to be Edenwood. Um, great art. Um, love it so far. Number two, I, I'm glad. I believe Ben finally mentioned it a few episodes ago on your show. Fish Flags is mm-hmm. completely underrated. If you like Jeff Lemire, check out this one, dude. It's gnarly. It's It's good. It's humanizing. And I... Number one spot, Kill Your Darlings. I'm really enjoying it. It's an Image Comics title. I just spoke about it. And the art's amazing. It's two young writers, um, youngster writers too, dude, that are are working with Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman and Colin Bunn. Like, they're getting help at a young age, like 21, 22-year-old kids, dude. Um, So, yeah, man, I'm enjoying that. It's worth checking out, dude. All right, man. Do you have any dual writer artists of the year? I do. So, I got three. I got... uh... Number three is going to be Philip Kennedy and Nick um, Kylian. I don't know how to say his last name. They're doing the Incredible Hulk. I, I like the writing. The, uh, the art is, if you want to see Banner turning into a, the Hulk the most disgusting way you can, there you just go and read that book. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Number two would nice, be... Nice, dude. That's actually a great, great shout out, dude. Yeah. And, uh, number two would be uh, Zed Wells and Ed McGinnis. Ed Guinness. Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, and McGinnis, great artist. Yeah, I love those two guys. I don't like John Romita Jr.'s, what, what he's doing with Spider-Man. I I, I just, I, I'm not a fan of his art, and I know a lot of people are. It's cool. Weird. Dad was a stud. Yeah. Yeah, right? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Mm-hmm. 
um, I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind kind of though, yeah. So Ed McGinnis is is no, doing I agree. a great job, dude. I wish they would hire him full cool, time. Cool. Uh, number one, what's going to be uh, Chip Zazarski and George Jamarez doing Batman? I love it. Jimenez, yes, dude. Thank Jimenez. you. I love that so much, dude. So good stuff there. These I, guys studs. I love that list, dude. Mine are uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Rendondo slash Gerardo Borges slash Travis Moore on Nightwing. So nice. Tom Taylor with anyone drawing Nightwing right now is is my dual writer artist of the year. Number three. Number two, gonna piggyback you, dude. Batman, Chip Zdarsky, and George Jimenez. Fucking killing yes. it, dude. Uh, number one spot for me is going to be Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto when they wrapped up and were still doing Daredevil. Nice. Just love, loved it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got, man. Most consistent book of the year, Adam. What you got? I'm going to go with number four, the Superman. The uh, just the oh, regular title Superman. I, I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking where the where the story goes with uh, Superman Corp now and Lex Luthor. You know they're like not friends, but they're helping each other out. I'm enjoying this yeah. book. Uh, Nightwing number three. Uh, nice. Yeah, I like uh, Tom uh, Tom Taylor. He's doing a good job with Nightwing. Uh, you know. Uh, Dick getting into a lot of trouble and, and getting out of it. And, you know, the only, I guess the only gripe I have is t uh, Tom Taylor has had the same villain for like the last, I don't know, fucking 30 Five issues. Years, it feels like. I know. I know. Right? It feels <laughs> like it, dude. Yeah. They, they still have not fought. And, uh, I mean, come on, bro. Let's, let's, let's get, let's I wrap know. this up, bro. Jesus Christ. Totally, totally. Uh, number two. It's going to be Batman. This is going to be Chip's nice. uh, masterpiece here. I love it. It's kind of weird how you see, like, you see Snyder's Batman. You see Taylor, Tom Taylor's, uh, not Tom Taylor, um, uh, Tom. George Jimenez and uh, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, yeah. You see there. Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, you see Scott Snyder's Batman, and then you see... Uh, Tom King's Tom Batman, Kings. and then you yeah. see, and you see Chips. I think Chips doing a really good job. A lot of people talking a lot of shit, but I don't, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. care. Um, and they're gonna really talk shit on my first, my uh, number one here. And it's gonna be, uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider Man. I fucking love this book. I love Zed nice. Wells. I don't give a fuck, nice. bro. You don't like it, then you fucking put Spider Web in your face. I don't care, bro. I love that, dude. So cool, man. Love it. I'm completely down with that list, dude. I, Thanks, mine is going to be number four spot is going to be X-Men. Nice. Number three spot is going to be Daredevil. I'm enjoying. Um, the new run is interesting already, but um, the tail end of what uh, Chip Zdarsky was doing with Daredevil, I, I just loved the way he kind of lost himself. First of all, I love the way he was drawn to by Marco Cicchetto with Matt Murdock with a beard and then his Daredevil costume with his beard and having to go after one of his best friends to stop him, the Punisher, and again, losing himself. Um, I love the Daredevil. I'm a huge Daredevil fan anyways. Uh, number two consistent book of the year, Chip Zdarsky again with George Jimenez. Number two, I'm enjoying it. It's consistent as fuck. 
the number one spot for me, Tom Taylor, Bruno Rinaldo, Gerardo Borges, Travis Moore, all doing Nightwing is so consistent right now. Uh, the art style for this one, the way the artist can draw action sequences and it, Nightwing running through the city and climbing shit and jumping, hopping down, hopping on a motorcycle is nuts. And then there's an issue that came out of you that I believe Ben spoke about where you're in Nightwing's perspective. And it's like you're Nightwing and everything Nightwing sees is that perspective. It's like it shouldn't work and it fucking works with Nightwing. He's one of those characters that it just works with. So most consistent book of the year, man. Very cool, man. I like that list. Single single issues of the year. What you got, man? Uh, Number three. I got three. So I'm going to go with uh, Where the Monsters Lie, number one. I enjoyed this book really well. I thought it was really oh, done well. good. Uh, it's a, it's real quick. It's just like a, a community of serial killers of like, where do they go? Like when they're not killing people, they live here and pretty much, uh, they have to follow rules and HR rules and not, not just don't kill anybody, but also make sure your trash cans are put away at a certain time. So I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, number two, deep cuts. Number one, nice. I love I'm this, down, this book. Did you read this? Yeah, no, this, who write, this who book. Oh man, I forgot his name, but he was he used to do uh he used to be in Marvel too. Let me let me double check while okay. uh so it's it's you pretty much deep about, cuts, right? Yeah. And uh it's about uh a young uh trombone, I think it's I think it's a trumpet, trumpet player. This this takes place in okay. like New Orleans. Go ahead, go ahead go ahead, uh No no no, I'm listening. I'm writing your stuff down, dude. Go for it. Yeah, so he's 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 listening. He he's uh learning how to play in New Orleans. He hangs out at these uh, nightclubs and outside, not inside, right? And he's playing along with whoever's playing, and he gets kind of gets noticed. And you see the this guy take him under his wing, but you know, in the music business, if you don't know what you're doing, you can get really uh, taken advantage of. And this is what happens in this book. So awesome, really good stuff, dude. bro. Really is that an image? Who, what publishing company? I believe Image. I okay. believe Image. I'm writing uh, it down, man. And who else? Number one is going to be have my X-Men number 28, me and Joe destroyed this fucking comic. Nice. Yeah, I loved it a lot. So good stuff. Nice, dude. Okay, I love your list, man, and I'm I'm I've have been writing your stuff down, dude. All right, uh, number five spot for me is going to be Marvel X Men Hellfire Gallery, uh, Fall of X. Just uh, good to take a break off, and um, I took a break off, you know, once my dad passed away. Like I was just I don't know, I didn't feel like doing anything except work, unfortunately. So once I got back to it, this was granted was reading comics, Daredevil, Nightwing possibly only at the time so when i read this and see the x-men just get obliterated out of the gate and to see them get wiped out by orcus and that was the comic i'm like okay this is something worth reviewing um i really enjoyed that so that one again so many x-men died so many mutants died <laughs> uh, <so> i <laughs> loved that uh, number five number four spot is going to be loki number three so even though it was a limited series uh number three was my favorite of all of them it's pretty much um loki telling the story of a hero um that the planet thought was a deserter and you you get towards the end of the title and it's like loki's like look at the sun 
And they're like, no, dickhead Loki, you're playing your fucking games. We're going to go blind. He's like, no, the God that you said abandoned you guys, he stopped a nuclear blast from happening and he's caught in time. So you keep looking at the fucking sun and that motherfucker is the one that's saving you motherfuckers. And I loved it. It's like, it was just a beautiful storytelling device. And I, I don't I don't know, just great. Uh, number three spot would probably be uh, DC Comics Night Terrors Batman uh, number one, and that's the one where young Bruce Wayne kind of sees, or Batman Bruce Wayne sees a young Bruce Wayne and gives himself a hug to like tell him, hey dude, you're, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about this. You're going to get your shit together. It hurts now, but you're not alone. Like, that was cool to me. Uh, second place spot, X-Men and Marvel X-Men number 29 was it? 29 I want to say, right? 28. Gary Dunn is the writer, Joshua Pisser is the artist. Yeah. 28. Stefano Caselli was a colorist, just Dr. Doom, verbally destroying Professor X, with his JV team, then making them pancakes after handing them their asses. Like, it was so good, you and I had to record a full, a full show on the full breakdown of this, dude. Love yeah. the fuck out of it. Um, my favorite book of the year single issue is going to sound like a cop-out, but I'm going to go into it real quick. Uh, number one, DC Comics, Nightwing, number 100. Tom Taylor was a writer, Bruno Rondondo artist, uh, Scott McDaniel, Rick Leonardi, Eddie Barrows, Javier Fernandez, and Mikel Janine all were artists on this. This one started off with Nightwing and Batman at Alfred's gravestone. Both suited up, so Batman and Nightwing. As Batman starts, it's a big ask. At Nightwing Answers, that's an understatement. We wouldn't be asking if you didn't, if you, if we didn't think it's what's best. Nightwing says, I'm not saying no, I just worry. As the story progresses, it starts off in Bloodhaven, the inmates have been let out and are running around the city. So Nightwing and his friends from the Titans save the day. So it's, you know, just getting everything under control. And after the fight, the, he, Nightwing gets a visit from Superman and Wonder Woman. And they ask, can we help? Nightwing's like, Nah, I think we're good. We, we have everything taken care of. Superman says, I can see that. And he said, that's okay. You clearly have things under control. As Wonder Woman then starts up. Um, which was just cool. Which just further affirms what we'd like to discuss, Nightwing. When you're done here, we'd like to talk to you. As Nightwing's inner monologue goes off now. The Hall of Justice. Well, it's just the broken rubble of justice now. There was a crisis. The Justice League was gone. And this is where the three meet up now. Superman says, thank you for coming. And Nightwing, Wonder Woman says, take a seat. Nightwing does. Or not, he doesn't. He goes, there's only one chair intact. Superman says, I know. And we had an idea. Superman uses his heat vision on the final chair and inscribes the Nightwing and sticking it into it. You want me to join the Justice League? Wonder Woman says, no. We think you're capable of more. Superman says, we want you to lead. What you did during the crisis, what you've done for Bloodhaven, it's, well, it was all very impressive. And not in any way surprising for those of us who know you. Wonder Woman says, while we're discussing the future of the Justice League, the Earth will still need protection. What that looks like would be up to you. You are a warrior, a man of peace. We have every confidence in you. As Nightwing says, you want me to guard the planet. Superman says, we do. And Nightwing being Nightwing, right, no pressure. 
Superman says, we couldn't think of safer hands for the world to be in. And Nightwing answers, Bloodhaven needs my help more than ever right now. I need to think about this. And this story stands where, where it started. <clears throat> and it's just very cool because now it's Nightwing. And I'm not saying no. I just worry about Bloodhaven. With the Justice League disbanded, the world needs a leader like you. And that, that, that's what Batman says. Nightwing says, you know, we haven't visited him together. Batman answers, no. But I know when Alfred died, we lost something between us. He kept lines of communication open. Nightwing says, he certainly made things easier. Batman, he managed to convey all the things I left unsaid. Nightwing, yeah, as they both take off their masks now. As Dick looks at Bruce. And what, what would Alfred have said for you now? Batman says, Alfred would have said to say that you saved me. Before you, every hit was a little harder. I know what Batman could have turned into without you. And I know what could have consumed me if you weren't in my life. Nightwing says, no, you don't. You've always been a good judge, judge of human nature, except for your own. You're a good man. You would have been fine, Bruce. Bruce says, there it is. The way you look for the best in everyone. The way you seek to help people before you seek to punish. This is why we want you to leave. Alfred would have told you that I am inspired by you. He would have told you that I am so proud of my son. That it has, you know, that proud my son has been grown up to be the best of us. Uh, sorry if you ever thought differently. So just very cool. I'm sorry I failed you. Uh, just to see this. And the interaction was like, again, because I stopped recording, um, even though my dad's not around, when I read shit like that, it's, it just gets me. So book of the year, single issue. Nice. It's worth checking out. You can read it in one shot, but it was great, man. So that is our list, dude. All right, we can wrap it up just about. Um, question back to you, dude. Question of the week. What is the best compliment you have ever or have received this year, dude? Um, Jesus. I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, just well, while you're thinking about it. Go no no go for it go for it. No go ahead go ahead and say it go and do yours if you need um, to. Because I told you on the side, like you and I spoke on the phone about two months ago, um, and and it, it was a great conversation. And for things that I've told you, things that I've messaged you, things that I've messaged uh, Hector on this side, when I sent him my football picks, I'm like, you guys are fucking killing it. You guys are doing good. You guys are doing great. Um, to see you grow as much as you have, like, <clears throat> this is going to be funny, but hear me out, dude. Don't think I'm a dick. Um, it felt like my girlfriend got taken to the prom by my best friend. Like, even though we weren't recording anymore, it's like, look at, look at Adam. How, look how happy he is. And oh, man. I'm not, it did not make me bitter. Like if anything, I'm like, I'm happy. Adam finally got the passion to start recording again. And then to start listening to you guys and to see you grow or to see how much you've grown and become a better storyteller, the way you write reviews, the way you you talk, the way you lead the show, the way you reign, have total reigns on it. Uh, I wish I had that Adam when we were recording. Not to say anything bad about you because we had fun together. We had a lot of fun. But to see you grow so much as a storyteller and a host. Um, I'm fucking proud of you, dude. So Thanks, you can put bro. that one number two on your list. 
Well, like, you know, the piggy, not yeah, the man, piggyback, but, you, you gotta but, you know, when you had that, when I, I'm happy that you came back and started recording again. I knew you went through very hard stuff and you were, you were gone for a while. And, uh, and I, and I always thought like, man, I wonder if he's going to, I wonder if he's going to record anymore or, or come back. And when you started, uh, pushing out, uh, episodes, I'm like, that's good, man. I, I know that you, you do this cause you love it. It's in your passion about it. And, you know, you had that break, which you need, everyone needs and you needed, you needed it. And I'm glad that you came back because you're doing something that you love and you're good at it. You're great at it. And I, I'm just happy that you came back, bro. To be honest, bro. I'm just gonna... Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Adam. It, I'm glad I'm able to share this with you, dude. So like it, I'm, it's end of the year. Um, yeah, man. Do you want to add anything else before I, I give my, my best compliment? Cause that's, I guess, I guess I had a parent a compliment a parent after that, that fucking, Coach the got fight. psycho, the big fight and the fucking the brawl. The fight at the OK Corral. Nice. <laughs> the more like the buffet. But uh <laughs> but any she the a lot of parents like came up and said, you know, thank you for you know looking out for the safety of our, our girls and you know awesome dude. Throwing that and uh, ending that game. I told the rest, hey, we're done. And Good. uh and uh, we because we we were catching up. Like we, we could have probably won that game, but it wasn't worth uh, the safety of the girls playing, and uh, a lot awesome, of parents Adam. came. Yeah, a lot of parents came and shook my hand, and I, and I felt good. I felt that uh, you know it was good, the right thing to do. So good, good man. I love that. I love that so much, Adam. So um, the compliment you just gave me, thank you so much. <clears throat> is going to be the compliment I've received this year. And granted, there are a lot and. This one just hits hits me really close to home, literally. So my little wingman, Jacob, uh, we went out for my mom's birthday, and we took her to dinner. She wanted to go see a mariachi band. Uh, so we went to a Mexican restaurant in in Irvine, not Irvine, uh, the district where their air base is. And they have mariachis. And we're like, why the fuck does mom want to watch mariachis? She never showed any interest that she likes mariachis. But that's what my mom wanted to do. So we, we all took her out, my family. Had a great dinner. Her brother's sisters, my my tios, my tias went out. So my my aunts, my uncles went out. And uh, after we had dinner, he was had drinks. Uh, we took family pictures afterwards. Then we go for a family walk. So a good twelve, maybe fifteen of us just walking, like in a, you know walking. So we go a few of us go for ice cream and a few of us for drinks, but all within eye distance of each other. And this is where I got, I think, my my most favorite compliment of the year. And it, it kicked my ass. So I'm walking side by side with my little nephew, Jacob. And I say, wow, Kittle, you're getting big, Jakey. He's like, I know. It's about time, Uncle. My friends always make fun of me because I'm so small and so short. And I'm like, oh, Kittle, don't worry about that. All your friends are, are always going to make fun of you because that's what friends do, dude, especially when they care about you. You know, and, and Jacob has his best friends. His parents look out for him. I'm like, no, dude, they, they love you, dude. Don't worry about it. And I tell him, if it makes you feel better, guess what, Jakey? I always used to get made, made fun of too, because I was short too, kiddo. And guess what? I'm still short. Then my, my nephew looks at me and just simply tells me, yeah, uncle, but you never walk around like you're short or you're little. You, you walk, you walk around like, like, and he stops. And I'm like, like what, kiddo? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. 
and I chuckle and you guys know what it is, right? Like he's like, you walk around like you're bigger than other people. Like, and it's his way of not being able to express it or tell me, but like you walk around with a lot of confidence and mm-hmm. this little guy, you no know, looks up to me, um, just felt good. Like, you know, so that was, yeah, anything. Yeah. And then Adam fucking got, <laughs> has to tell me shit, but, um, yeah, dude, as I'm getting older, man, as as I'm getting older, I don't mind being I don't know, dude. I'm not a pussy for being emotional. Like I'm not a cry baby. But like we're too old to live with bullshit negativity and ill feelings, ill thoughts, you know. So um I'm gonna toss it out right here, dude. You and I created and built this 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 sandbox, this playground. You and I from ground up put this together. Um Anytime you want to fucking come play, dude, this is your fucking home. Like that's straight up. It's your I love home, it. Dude. I like it, bro. So, I, I like it, dude. I, I hear you. And, and whenever, yeah, dude, I, I like coming on. Um, it was fun. This, this whole two hours was great. God, uh, damn, brought, two hours. I know it was going to be long. It brought back a lot of memories and, uh, you know, I would, I would love to come on whenever you want me to come on and then, I just go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, baby steps, dude. I got to fucking seduce you all over again since you have two new lovers on your side over there. <laughs> Jesus. I need, I need to get my chick back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so like a nah, teeny man. pop movie. Nah, dude. I know. Totally, dude. Uh, no, but I, I love you, dude. And the doors always open. Um, we did talk. We had a great conversation when we spoke a few months ago, and I loved that conversation, dude. So uh, baby step it, and we'll ease you back in, and, and we'll see Man. Yeah, we'll see what goes and from there. Anytime we'll you down to record, fucking up, dude. I'll, I'll hit you up every fucking week, dude. All right, love it, man. All right, uh, to all the listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was a long one. Thank you guys for supporting and always supporting since day one. Adam and I, we appreciate it. I know we lost a lot, a lot of listeners when Adam left. It's nice to see a bunch of new listeners back on board or just on board from the from, from the get go. And uh, yeah. It, this one was a lot of fun. So thank you so much, Adam, for hopping on board and helping me do this one. And um, for all our listeners, I hope you guys have a great and safe holiday season and have a great and safe Happy New Year. I'm going to drop uh, the review that Adam dropped. And I, I'm going to take two weeks off possibly. But um, you guys aren't going to go podcastless. I have a deep dive in rabbit holes. And a and the review Adam and I did of Doctor Doom destroying the X Men and making them magic <laughs> afterwards. Very cool, man. Right, thank man. you so much, bro. All right, I'll catch you guys next week, Adam. Thank you again. Love you, homie. Love you, bro. All right, peace, peace out.